Frida, and I'm here with Maria. Hi. And Paul. Hey. And Will. Hello. Uh, for this episode, we have read The Bricks That Built the Houses by Kate Tempest. It was published in two- 2016, and it's about three people living in London, Becky, Harry, and Leon, and Pete, so technically four. Um, the book starts out by them sitting in a... by Three of the characters sitting in a car with a suitcase full of money, running from jealous ex-boyfriends, jobs that they don't like, drug dealers, and other unpleasant experiences. Um, The rest of the book is about how they ended up in the car with all the money and all uh, a lot of small side stories as well. Um, It's written by Kate Tempest, who is a poet, musician, and also a writer, and they have won a lot of awards for their spoken word, their poetry and m- music. Um, they're really cool. <laughs> so welcome to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, let's start. How? What did you guys think of, of this book, Maria? Um, well, I have to say that I was I had a lot of expectations because I really, really like Kate Tempest as a poet. And also as an artist musician, um, I'm really fan of their records and their way of singing, like with a spoken word. Um, so I have to say that I am a little bit disappointed with this novel. Um, but I guess it's because, yeah, I was expecting to be as good as their poetry, and I didn't find it as good as their poetry. I don't know why. I guess it's like. The language is different when you write like a novel and when you write a song than when you write poetry. Um, so I, I was waiting, I was hoping to find that, that beautiful language that they use and I couldn't really find it. And I just thought that the book was, yeah, it was entertaining, but that was it. Yeah. Um, I thought, I mean, I struggle with it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I also listened to their spoken word and some of the music and I really enjoyed it as well because um, I, I remember I would listen to Salt who's a, who's an artist as well and someone uh, did Spotify radio then goes to Kate Tempest and that's how I actually felt with them um, I have I have I, I in some sense I agree with what Maria said the there are parts of it that have some of that poetry there's some parts where you will see like words composed in like very very nice uh or ways that i never really thought about before and uh, maybe l- later i can like open up some of those pages and maybe read some of it um there were a, f- a few places where it felt like uh, it felt a bit cliche mm. to, to to say like it felt like i've heard this described in so many it's the same way yeah i've heard people talked about in the same way and it, it didn't really present anything special mm. But I did I did enjoy the story and I liked the the, the especially like say the, the night that Harry and Becky met. I think to me that was like probably one of the best parts of the book. Yeah. But overall like I think entertaining is is more where I would put it, not like something super yeah. Riveting mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree. Like I also really like the the scene you were talking about. Um with uh, Harry and Becky. I mean, it's like so early on in the book that I had like pretty high expectations um, from that point on because I was like, this sets up the book in a great way. And I was like excited about the characters and everything. Um, and I didn't have any expectations of like the books when it came, or the book when it came to language or anything like that because I haven't listened to any of their music um, before. And I don't even think I like read the back before I started reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so it started really great and I was really into it. And then the more long, tedious parts came where they go into like the backstory of the family and the history and everything. And in my opinion, they went on for like a little too long. And so Mm -hmm. I got kind of like, uh, yeah, not as excited Mm -hmm. about what happened. And so I feel like the tempo was a bit off throughout the whole book in general, like what the author like decided to spend time on. Um, But I also found it interesting and it's kind of like in the middle of the road book for me in general. Yeah. I mean, I want to I'm like to say that I, I didn't mean that it's a bad book. 
So Harry is a drug dealer, but lies about her profession to her family. Everyone thinks she works in recruitment, yeah. and we she works with uh, with Leon Lion, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and he's like, from what I had understood, he's like quite built and has practiced martial arts and is always like in the back, and no one really knows what he's doing, but he's like always there. And then Becky is a dancer and a masseuse. And Pete, who is also Harry's brother, he like doesn't really do much. He's into <laughs> conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly unemployed. What? Yeah. He's yeah. unemployed. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's unemployed and he doesn't really know where he's going. He has a degree in something. I don't remember what. Um, and lives with his dad. Uh, yeah, and then as you said, like Miriam is the mother of uh, of Harry and Pete. Mm. And then one of the magical moments of the book was when Harry and Becky meet in this nightclub, and they exchange like looks or something, and they're both like, "Oh." <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a connection. Basically. They have a yeah, and they share like an in they don't make out or anything. They're just sharing an intimate moment, uh -huh. um, and then fuck off. And then Becky gets into a relationship with Harry's brother Pete, and that's when shit goes down. No? Yeah, I mean Harry. Th I mean they don't know that. Yeah, yeah. His brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild to me how long they were in a relationship before discovering that like they were siblings, Pete and uh, Harry. Like they must have talked about their siblings and family. Yeah. Like at some point, and I feel like. That just is like a great representation of like how their relationship is because I feel like that's pretty standard stuff to mm. talk about your family and yeah, whatever. Yeah, or at least see a picture of yeah, can yeah. You see a picture of your sister or something like that. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess because she uh, Becky would not talk about her family as much. Right? Yeah, because her dad is in jail and her mother is in like some convent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so maybe it's like this thing where it's it's reciprocal. Like I think if you if I don't t if you don't talk too much about your family. Maybe then I don't feel, but I think in Pete's case, maybe it's just, yeah, it just like something that he doesn't seem to want to hear a lot yeah. about. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, I have the feeling that Pete and Becky didn't talk much. Like in general, like in the relationship, like 
about like important shit. Yeah, like yeah. they were like just maybe having sex together and then they kind of um, were missing each other and they were started this relationship. But I don't think their communication was was really good. Or like that they talk about big stuff or like these things that are funny. And it's it's kind of interesting, right? If I remember correctly, because it was a while ago since I read the book now. Um, they their relationship started because Pete was reading the book that mm. like her father wrote yeah. before his scandal mm-hmm. came out. You yeah. know, which is a I think interesting starting point like to their relationship. Like, why is she so intrigued by this? And then let the rest just That's follow. Such a good point. The thing is, because if you think about how uh, Kate Tempest writes about, or the book talks about, the way uh, Becky looks in Pete's eyes, yeah, it's like they talk about, say, for example, her movement and how, like, I- in a sense, it's almost like she's in a relationship with like, her surroundings when she's walking. So there's this there's this glorified view of like when uh, of Becky in Pete's eyes, and then it's the same way that like say Becky uh, is in Harry's eyes and then also <laughs> Harry in Becky's eyes but it's never really lo- Pete is never really looked at that way by anyone at I least think not by Becky but right? I think it also says in the book that like she doesn't really find him attractive or something like he's he has like he he's his back is like kind of hunched over <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm doing it right now but you can't see <laughs> so uh, and he's like a bit pale and like I don't know, a dweeb or something, I don't know. Um, and she has this, like, she's a dancer, Becky, yeah. and she mm-hmm. has this, like, magical way of moving, and, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. she's flirting with everything, and yeah. and but everyone can see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's that point where, like, you think the only thing that brought them together is her <laughs> wanting to find out more about her dad mm. yeah. and what people think about her dad, yeah. versus, yes. like, her being attracted to this person for whatever qualities the person would have. Right. Yeah, but that makes total sense, no? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Mm. It also makes sense as to why the relationship didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, and why it was very, yeah, yeah it was very uh, surface. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah, even from the beginning, you can see, like, why, why, what are you doing with this guy? And why, yeah. I remember fighting with it. I was, like, and then working with my mind after that first night, Harry and Becky meet, then all of a sudden, Pete gets in the picture. I was, like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, go back how, to Harry. How do we <laughs> turn this around? Can I send them a message? <laughs> On the other hand, I really, really enjoyed, like, s- in general, just like scenes in books like these, uh, like this particular one where um, Becky gets like invited over to Pete's family with like Marianne, the stepdad, mm-hmm. Dale. David. David. David, yeah. David's yeah. um, the creep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Uh, David and Harry's there and they like meet and they realize I love scenes like that because it's like oh my god something's gonna happen Mm. like everything's gonna change now and they have to pretend that they don't know each other yeah Yeah. but Pete basically sees that there's like a vibe between them straight away and then they flirt in the kitchen yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then the laughter (laughs) yeah he he had he had to go sneak right to he when he heard that laughter he he snuck to go take a look mm. uh, and then run away like there when, when he gets angry because the the, uh, the the stepfather calls him son and then he gets super angry and then he leaves was it that at the, at the beginning or it was no it's like quite further on yeah, in the book I think okay, but yeah. I mean he, he gets mostly upset because Harry and Becky are hitting it off and then <laughs> the stepdad just thinks it's because he calls him son yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he, yeah he gets upset and just like leaves yeah not cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pete wasn't really cool, no. No, I mean he he was he was not. No. That great. I, I but the, I, there was a part because again I, I struggled the book mm? quite a bit because uh, and then we'll go into like some of the, the things that I found was I found a distaste way of writing about certain things surprising uh, and in not in a good way. Um, but like there was a part about Pete that I was that was very relatable, which is like this conspiracy theory thing, because mm. I think uh, the underline in my book was like something like related to my childhood, like this kind of like <laughs> 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 as a kid, I had uh, this whole thing. I read so much on like conspiracy theories and like the New World Order, 
And when I was reading that part, it felt like I was reading a part of my own history a little. Mm. <laughs> the, so uh, when I read that, then I was like, okay, I'll give, uh, I think it was maybe a little bit before you get to half the book. Mm. That's when that comes up. Then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this as quickly <laughs> as possible. But yeah. So in that, in that part, like <laughs> Pete was a little bit relatable, but like a lot of him was just not, just didn't seem like a very like nice person. <laughs> No, I mean, he's not very trustworthy yeah. as a character, and he doesn't trust Becky, his girlfriend. At least, I mean, in the beginning, it seemed like they were fine, but then they get into this, like, really jealous and possessive mm -hmm. yeah. kind of relation, and then you're a bit, like, run, like, red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's also so real, right? This kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. not... Mm. Yeah, it's super real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... But uh. to like continue off of like their relationship tangents, it also like all blows up uh, with this whole thing where uh, Pete asks his friend to basically book an appointment for Becky to massage him. Yeah. Oh, well, let's go back to before then, like so what? people know what, what we're talking about, like in a sense of like, uh, like what does Becky do? She's a masseuse. And also with happy endings, no? Uh, yeah. Th yeah. yeah. Is there yeah. happy endings? Yeah. Yes, yeah. There Was is that, that? Is there evidence? Yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing that, that he, she can give happy endings to them, but they cannot touch her. Ah, okay, And then okay. Pete gets really jealous, like, because he says, like, he doesn't trust that yeah. she's not enjoying it. Yeah. Or well, like, that's not, all. not fucking them or something. Yeah. He, she yeah. says that she's just, like, using her hands, and he's like, ah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I thought... She wasn't touching their genitals. She is. Did yes, she is. is? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. she also told Pete about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he knows. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember with uh, what's his name? Ah, because Dale. Ah, okay, never mind. Yeah, I think I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah, like as you were saying, like then Pete uh, talked with this guy that they just met in a bar. No, they were like. Uh, it's his stepdad's step son. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 And then they get like super shit faced and off their tits on coke. <laughs> and then they have like a really uh like brother bonding experience in this bar with this guy singing covers. And then once they're done at this bar and they're like, wah, wah, then <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it, was, it was the first time that boys. they met. It's the first time that yeah, they meet. The yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they <laughs> they become friends like this maze and yeah they have yeah sorry yeah and basically just try to test becky to see if she's telling the truth yeah and then later when they are all three together at like the big event that blows everything up in the book with all the characters yeah becky learns about it and obviously gets super pissed at pete for being <laughs> a big dick yeah yeah this dale guy is just like some massive ass and as soon as they are the three of them together, he's just like, now remember me? Remember, Pete, you hired me to go see your girlfriend, huh? And then she's like, what? Yeah, because he, he gets really into Becky. Like, yeah, he really likes he's, the he's massage yeah. with yeah. the happy ending. Yeah. So he really, like, gets into Becky, and then he kind of falls in love. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah, I mean. And yeah. then it's like, then he's, he's like, what the fuck? And I yeah. think Dale's that type of person where it's like, if, if I can't have that person, then fuck it. Or if I can't have it, then... I will fuck it up for every everybody else. I mean, mm. apparently. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I always okay. Maybe I bring up the part that I I found very interesting mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of like the way uh, Kate writes. It's I found that there was a lot of fat shaming in the book. Fat shaming. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I I there's it. so many there's so many places where and I don't know like it's not like I've suffered it mm? right but like it's it's more that every time I re read it, it just stuck out somehow like it, it felt like there's parts maybe if I don't know if any of you saw that but like there's parts where I didn't think about I mean really? I didn't realize yeah and then okay the first part where I saw this was like it was just an off like just off the hand comment like it was just like it didn't it didn't really matter in in, in that sentence but it was like uh, i think it's uh where is that i think it's this is harry said the first party 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and where Harry and Becky meet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think there's a part where she meets this guy who's apparently very fat or something. And then he goes, my, my drink's getting cold. She forces two stabs of laughter out of his gullet and then waves, winks, and staggers fatly away. That was, that was I, I don't know, for some reason that caught my eye. And maybe it's, I guess, it's nothing. But then it, I go on and there's several pages, it seems to me, of like uh, this where every time uh, they're describing someone who's, I guess, fat, like there is a bit more of a, it mm. felt very negative to me mm. in mm. that representation. I don't know why, but it stuck out every single time. And I'll find there's, there's quite a few. I have <laughs> most of the, the top ones are uh, places where <laughs> I found this okay. to mm. be the case. But it, again, it could be nothing. But this is one of the difficulties reading the book for me. Okay. It was like, mm-hmm. I, I think there were parts where, again, like I said, there was a lot of cliches, like say with like rich guys, for example. And I'm not saying any of that is not mm. true, but mm. it's very, it's so generalized. Uh, and then then I there's another part with like uh, white boys beating up John, which is uh, this is uh, a w- white skinny boy doing something mm. and mm. bullying this particular kid. But it's such a grouping and in such a negative way that I mm. I found it so it was such an easy target, if you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe that's more coming from the urban language that, that it could be. That yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And maybe yeah, maybe it's a slang thing, or it's it's a way of like yeah. uh, a, again, this is based in London, and it's based in East like London, how yeah, yeah, in East London, and how people would relate there. Yeah, and and, and they are born and raised uh, from London. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so maybe that's it actually. Maybe it's not really, but it is maybe the language then is heavily representative. Like maybe it's representative of how we actually all Londoners, East Londoners, maybe perceive fatness and perceive all of these different yeah. aspects. Mm. I, I mean think it's very hard to like put a distinction there that yeah. could make it like okay or not okay, you know, because it also creates like feeds into a way of speaking that's not yeah. good yeah. or thinking. Yeah. I noticed like a few of them, um, and I also felt like there were certain parts where like um, people of color would come in, and there was like a little bit of like fetishization of mm-hmm. like how beautiful their skin was and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with a few people that made me kind of like. Well, that was a choice. Mm. Always, like, pointing out how beautiful it was. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel that. I didn't have that feeling reading the book, but maybe I didn't pay attention or whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I can read another line where... I mean, I'm not okay, trying to yeah. find evidence. This is not trying no, to no, find... No, no, no. But like I, have, I have so <laughs> many of these. I wish I had written all of them down. Yeah. But like, I have so many pages mm. where this is, like, kind of... And it's just... It's like when you're reading something, then you... Sh- like, when... They're describing, say, for example, particular aspects and particular qualities of like Becky or Harry. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's something so inviting about that. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm reading this about somebody who's just an onlooker, sort of, in most cases, it's very, it's, it's like, it's jarring a little. Like, it's like, oh, maybe there could have been something else to help describe and like paint this person or this thing that you're mm-hmm. talking about. But one is like, she's, it says, um, she has a sensible haircut, a white blouse, open three buttons down that reveals a neck all folded up like an accordion, an eczema shouting from behind the folds. It like so like that. And then it goes on. And then there's a few other places like that okay. where I just I- it was very difficult to read it. But I'm not I'm not saying that it's just new to me to, to read um, something mm. that it seems like at least one way of writing about fatness is weird or like put in a very weird way. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. There's, I mean, I have other beautiful lines, but I thought were beautiful. <laughs> it's not just this. I don't want the conversation to end here because of that. No. Yeah. No, I get that. I was thinking about uh, when I was like preparing for today. I was thinking about because I mean, first it's like you know, Becky and Harry they meet mm. and they they hit it off. But then, like, nothing happens. And then Becky and Pete meet, and they get in a relationship, and then they break up, and... Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> 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 there will contain spoilers in this episode. <laughs> if you're listening to this and expecting no spoilers, uh, I'm sorry. It's there too might late. be a spoiler. Yeah. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, when Becky and Harry... <laughs> 
they they start uh, being in a relationship, and then I was I mean if if you had to characterize this as like a love story, yeah. Yes. Whose love story is it? It's Becky, Becky and Harry's. Harry's. To the city of yeah. London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it's also like yeah. Yeah. no, but I mean, there's also there's also the love of like the parents and like the London and I like mean, the but Pete and but Becky, I which really is like I don't really see London in. I mean, yeah, I mean because we know that it happens in East, East London and yeah. all these things, but it's like it could be in any other city that is kind of like trash. <laughs> I really hope people listening to this go on from East London. <laughs> we're not saying that East London is trash. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's London. not that I'm, I yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, know yeah. anything about East London. <laughs> 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 Sorry, East London. Um, but there is no like any places that are pointing out London like specifically or like. So I don't know if I could say that it's a love love story for London. I don't know. Well, the way I see it, like. For example, like the title, the bricks that build the houses. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like talking about how the people who are like um, working at like the are the regular jobs or like nine to five jobs or the people who are like supporting each other and the city are like the people who build up the city and mm-hmm. the people who actually live there. Yeah. And it's like how they're kind of talking about all the time. Uh, how Harry wants to set up like some mm-hmm. community yeah. uh, pub or center mm-hmm. where people can like get to know each other and like support each other and kind of like start the community again from what was lost. And I think there are certain uh, points in the book where like gentrification is like a continuous theme yeah. mm-hmm. of how the city is like changing and they don't like it. They want like um, it to go back to mm-hmm. how it was with like the closeness of people. And I feel like in that way it's like a love letter to everyone Mm. who like belongs in the city and not like the corporations who like want to earn money from this part of town and stuff Mm. i mean in that sense yes i agree i I also was thinking about the title but i was thinking more like a family society Mm. connection yeah Mm. so that's what i mean for me it's like i don't see i i see any other city like any city yeah actually like not really london but yeah i agree connection with the people and society and community creation yeah but you could you could put a lot of i don't know say for example you could put brooklyn in that yes. category of like east london right yeah. where you have in almost a very similar way all of that encroachment and it's mm. even i mean when i used to live there like i mean maybe it had begun like a few years before but like now it's i'm I'm sure it's it's moved on much beyond where like there's big corporations that own a lot of like those storefronts and stuff like that um but i i get what maria is saying in the sense that like maybe i don't know it could be to maybe all gentrified (laughs) cities in the world Uh, the world is gentrified gentrified. (laughs) it's a love letter to the world to the gentrified world But I mean, in a way, yeah, like everything Kate this is really London, right? Like mm. Yeah. When you hear the their, voice, yeah. their yeah. accent and their voice is really London. And yeah. 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 But if there were to be a love story, I think it would say Becky and Harry. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so even when Pete and Becky were a thing, sort of, it wasn't really a thing in my head. Because it, it's the same with, I have this sense of like in relationships that I, like I think there's a connection you have with someone where, even when they're in a relationship with someone, that connection does it not, it, it still continues, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that it ceases to exist because you're seeing someone. So it's like, uh, I felt, I just kept thinking, okay, when will Becky realize that? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like, she doesn't really need to have this uh, kind of like space filler. Yeah. For mm. like a better word, just, yeah. just for the timing, because like maybe she had needs that Pete was somehow satisfying at that point, but he wasn't really cut out to, to yeah, be there for her it looks like becky has never been in love with pete right like it's no, it was <laughs> no. he the one yeah it was the other way around yeah, yeah 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 but she was like super nice to him yeah 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 <laughs> 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 yes. that's, that's hopefully what you do when you <laughs> you're seeing someone yeah yeah but th- <laughs> that's not what i meant <laughs> I really want to 
talk about like the the ending of the book yeah okay. yes um because i felt like i i don't know i felt like it was a very strange ending <laughs> right i'm not <laughs> like a cleaver that just yeah yeah and when i read it i was wondering why kind of the book didn't end like after they got into the car yeah. and yeah. harry and uh becky like ran away together and yeah there was still like a lot of questions about mm. what they're gonna do with the money or how is this gonna bite them in the ass later but it still felt like a good happy ending where like you wanted them to be together mm. and certain things were still resolved shall we give some backstory yeah so i want to do that <laughs> yes i can do it <laughs> Okay, so Harry, uh, as mentioned before, is a drug dealer, and she goes at some point to pick up uh, a, a a bunch of coke uh, from this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what happens? Uh, I mean, you you continue. I'll just I'll maybe fill in the part that. Please do. So Pico, who is her supplier, is jailed yeah. before something completely unrelated to drugs, parking tickets, and so in essentially he hands over the reins of the kingdom to this uh to becky's uncle to becky's uncle who then gives exactly the carrot to some asshole called joey and harry meets him in a basement filled with sharks in tanks but uh there are sharks yes <laughs> important <laughs> in a bar in a bar in the basement in the basement of a bar there's sharks in sharks. tanks <laughs> yes. and a lot of coke yeah uh, and sharks and coke <laughs> my dream friday night no um and then she <laughs> goes there and she's like okay like let's make the deal and he's like fuck off uh and then he tries to rob her and then leon goes and like fights this guy to the ground harry steals a bunch of coke and all the money and then they escape and they're like really fucked we don't know but this point that it's run by Becky's uncle. Yeah. We found out we find that out later. But then Becky finds out that Harry has stolen from her uncle and then they run away, Harry, Becky and Lion. Yeah. yeah. After yes. after Becky discovered also that that their boyfriend used a friend to go to massage Harry. Yes. So yeah. So it all comes together at Pete's birthday party. Uh shit blows up. It's not pleasant. Someone also gets into a fight. Pete's uh, Harry and Pete's dad punches their stepdad. That's unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the stories inside the story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, they fuck off and they go. I was about to say to Europe. Uh, they are yeah, but <laughs> other parts of Europe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I I think I agree. If if the if it, it ended, mm. them in the car, mm. I mean, my you know like the imagination would have run wild in terms of like yeah. what would have been, what could have been, what happened after that. But that's a happy ending, no? It's like it oh, like well they go away. Yeah, it's still an open yeah, ending. Yeah, it's yeah. an open ending. Mm. Like but it's it a happy open ending. I yeah, I mean, well, we we're, we're like we're thinking Pico might go kill somebody. Somewhere yeah. <laughs> when he gets out, there's lots of there's lots of not. If you think through it, there's lots of not happy endings in this like abrupt ending. If you would, if well, he's he London, right? So yeah, no yeah, happy yeah. endings. If he had ended like in the car, mm -hmm. yeah. but I still really enjoyed like seeing Harry and Becky's relationship afterwards. Like mm. how they kind of like I got to know that they had a good moment mm. and that they were actually like in love with each other and enjoyed that mm. um but then they come back to london and or becky comes back first and they split up at some point mm. and uh becky doesn't know what she's doing nope. with her life or anything and it's just kind of lost um and then harry comes back and tries to talk with pico and pico tries to convince her to keep going with the business and like forgive her for all of this but just they pay it off by working for him and she refuses, and that's how the book ends. Yeah. And we don't know. Does it end? Yeah. Then then Becky goes to the spa to see her friend, and they like talk for a bit, and the friend is like serving a customer, and then like bye. Yeah. 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 And I, you don't really know what. I mean, it was kind of like okay, everything was an adventure, and that's it. 
right? Yeah, and then they just yeah, go no, back yeah. to like yeah. the same like drug yeah. dealing, dancing, massaging kind yeah. of situation. It, it was like you had an epic summer. <laughs> and then you went back to school. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, none, and none of it mattered. It was like you just thought the world shifted during those two months, and it turned out it does not. You're in the yeah. same school, going the to see the same people. The bricks are still there. Right? Yeah, the bricks are still the bricks. Same bricks. Still building houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, I I was thinking because I wanted to talk about a little bit about the record. Mm. Because this book is based on a record, mm. like it's called "Every Everybody Down." That is, it was their first record, mm. and uh, I really like the record. I also was the thing I was a little bit disappointed with the book, mm. but I think it's really cool that Kate Tempest wrote a record. Like with mm. every song, is like the story of the book. Like the first song is when Harry and Becky meet. Uh, and it's really nice. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. It's really. Cool. We have to listen to it. Yes, yeah. I have to. And um, so I thought it was. Uh, this is really nice. Like they wrote uh, uh, an album and then they're doing the book. But then I was disappointed with the book. So mm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but there is like actually I wanted to read something from the. Um, there is one of the songs that is called "Theme from Becky." Mm. And I really mm. like this. Like, can I? I know it's a little bit like topic or like cliche, as you said. Um, but um, this thing like Becky that is she's completely lost. She wants to be a dancer, but then mm. she's doing like all these like side jobs uh, just to fill her dream. Uh, and there is yeah this song that is called uh, in the record that is called "Theme from Be from Becky." Uh, and I want I I can't read it as Kate Tempest. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I could sing like they, but uh, I can't. But I gonna read a little bit like um, I never wanted to be anybody other than the person that I am. And the things that I discover in the circles that I run have been difficult and humbling. Some don't understand, but I'm happiest when struggling. She's not reluctant to touch. It's the one thing that must bring us closer together. It's such an important endeavor to feel tender. She can't believe there are some who have never been held in their lives. Mm. Eight months in a boardroom three on the motorway, one in a small room. Watching the down loom lurch over gray bricks is not sordid, it's sacred. To open them up to the warmth of her nature is ancient. She don't wanna do it forever, but let's face it. Weights are fact and red is outrageous. Some might say that she's been degraded, but she makes her own mind up, knows her own morals. She don't care, but how most people see it. I thought that was nice. <laughs> I love that there's songs about the characters. Yes, yeah. yes, and it's really cool to listen to the record now after reading the book also and to see, like, yeah. I also found Becky to be a very relatable character because mm. uh, I'm also a dancer and have gone to dance school mm. and, like, dedicated most of my life to dance. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just found, like, a lot of her experiences, like, when she talked about them and we learned about her past and stuff, I just love reading about it when you know like what school she's talking about and when she went mm. to like this studio and I'm like I've been to that studio I've mm. danced there uh which I just thought was like a really fun detail yeah I mean I can I can relate also, I'm not a dancer but I'm kind of like a wannabe artist <laughs> so you're an yeah art. I you're an uh, artist. artist thanks guys <laughs> I mean we have your stuff in the store yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to your course yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay okay no it's, it's <laughs> But I'm also, yeah, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm doing all these, like, shitty jobs on the side. But, like, I don't, I'm not really happy about it, but I just think they are jobs and it's fine. Mm, so, yeah, of course I can relate to her also. Yeah. 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 And then, if we're just talking about Kate Tempest, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they also wrote a super, super nice nonfiction piece called Unconnection mm. that I fucking swallowed. It was so nice. It's very short and it's like about their own relationship to creativity and drug addiction and being homeless and struggling with their gender identity and it's really really interesting and I really really liked it and I related a lot. I'll definitely read it. It sounds great. Yeah. You can borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you printed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We have it here. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. You can come get it, Ark. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Ark. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a part that I really liked. I think I used it 
you know sometimes when you read uh, for me at least you take up these ideas or ways of like looking at things or thinking about certain things there's this part where it's um it's harry and miriam and it says um it's kind of like given this backstory i think it's probably miriam's backstory uh so it says uh there's been a wide silence between them since harry was young and miriam told her that two girls together was wrong it just couldn't last she had said it wasn't real was the word she had used those words although tattooed on harry's mind have faded from miriam's harry wa often wonders if two people remember the same situation completely differently how either of the memories can be trusted you know like uh, i like to me it's like in this particular thing is you share an event with somebody or like i i i think thinking back to my childhood there were exchanges i had with like adults about certain things maybe something they said something to me that was completely horrible looking back at it i think much worse of that particular memory but i often wonder if they think back in that if they ev actually ever think about it mm. like what they think about did they see the same kind of like darkness that or whatever it was and sometimes it could be a good thing as well like maybe you share an event with somebody but like they re remember it completely different than you and how that changes especially that event uh when you're talking about it i don't know so i like i really enjoyed this part uh, and they like they have like several parts in the book where like there's this poignant sort of like take on like certain things uh like w uh, there's one where they're describing uh how small a room is and comparing it to like uh like a mouth with too many teeth sort of you know like it's it's yeah small things but like very poetic i think in, in her mm. way or their way yeah, I think there's a lot of good parts in the writing too that yeah. was just like, wow, I've never heard anyone describe anything like this. Yeah. And these, these, I think there's one that I really like as well. It's uh, describing if you, I like to dance a lot. Uh, I'm not a dancer. <laughs> Didn't go to <laughs> dance school, but I just, I like a, I like good music and a dance floor. Uh, <laughs> that's all there is to it. <laughs> that's all we know Paul. We all do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah, and a dance floor. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> And here, I think they're at a club, uh, and he goes, um, the dance floor is starting to fill up with vague patches of clumsily moving girls doing fake sexy and ironic and sexy, fake sexy and ironic sexy, but secretly hoping that they look actual sexy. Sarcastic, overblown expressions are exchanged while they dance, how they've seen other people dance in other cooler clubs all their lives. Loneliness looms large in the room, despite all the couples kissing and all the groups of women with their arms around each other's shoulders like i read this and i was like i can't count the number of times i've been in a club and i, I was like wow everybody's kind of sad here even though the picture is if you were to take a picture like a still like you wouldn't think that mm. you know but like it's like you go there and it's like there's great music on or like to me it's like a great vibe but it just seems like there's just this like um spectacle sort of going on as opposed to like just just getting on the dance floor and just like sweating it out i don't know but like it's also because i mean like all of these characters in the book are all like running from something yeah that's true so that's true yeah. they're all like running from not having enough money or having like trouble with their like at home or their child like all of them have these like really elaborate backstories that they are running away from yeah. and then they do a lot of drugs or like go out and like we you um. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see that. <laughs> you the get to hear the sound effects. Yeah, at least. The, the, yeah, the hands pointing <laughs> up, two crowns. Uh, so, I mean, I get that. I, you're sad. You go out. Yeah. <laughs> you get wasted. You get yeah. you off your face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but relatable. Yeah, but yeah. this is this is yeah. the point. Yeah. It's not. It's not to say that this no, is no. not like a, it's just such a. Like it's an it's a relatable description. It's of a very like accurate yeah. description of yeah. what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Of like what you would see outside, mm. and like that loneliness looming so large in the place that's so packed. Mm. Yeah. Imagine that. Mm. It's like a some tables have like ten people where you're like, oh my god. So a lot mm. like these days you would just notice everybody's in their phones or something like that, <laughs> or like they're stupid drunk and it's like still yeah. everybody's kind of alone in their whatever it is they're going through. Yeah. 
Um, anything else on this? Yes, this in because we've been going on for almost an hour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about because I was wondering, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what you feel when it comes to like writing, uh, this writing style in general. But uh, the book is written in like third person omniscient. Mm. which is like when you get basically into all the characters heads in a scene or like multiple characters heads in a scene and i personally find it like a little confusing to read mm -hmm. because sometimes you don't know which person they're talking about like it does make sense when you read it like slowly yeah but you kind of get like everyone's thoughts mm. in a situation at some times yeah, and I was it's wondering like if it's you observant, right? Like yeah, the it's observing. Is observing. Yeah. Yeah, and I was wondering if you like what your thoughts were on that, and like if you liked it. I think in this book it works okay, but that's also because there are so many small stories all the time that you need to be able to know what kind of like what everyone is feeling and thinking. Mm. Um, so then it like kind of makes sense, uh, but uh, if you don't master it. And I'm not going to, like, uh, I don't know if Kay masters it or not, but, like, uh, if you don't master this art, then it can be very confusing. Uh, to, me yeah. it to me, it was okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I guess, yeah, I, th I thought it was okay. I think maybe the, the difference would have been if there was a, there was a point to the book. <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean? <laughs> that makes sense. That just makes sense. Like if there was some moral somewhere, because mm. then, it, like having to track all the different voices might be more confusing in like getting the message. Mm. But it didn't seem like there was that sort of a uh, a point to the book, mm. right? So like having this multitude of uh, like voices didn't really take anything away from it. Mm. Yeah. Because the multitude of voices was the points. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. I mean, they are the bricks that, the bricks that build the, the houses. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So every brick is important. <laughs> every brick is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually such a good way to end it. With this, we finish. See. was uh, the bricks that build the houses next book we're gonna read for the next episode is gonna be dogs of summer by <laughs> <laughs> you want me to pronounce it yes please <laughs> so andrea abreu <laughs> stay tuned